Hello, dear listener. I have something truly special to share. It's an exclusive invitation to join me in Mexico for an intimate and luxurious three-day retreat along the beautiful Pacific coast of Zihuatanejo, taking place the weekend of the spring equinox, March 18th through the 20th. There's also an optional day to stay through the 21st for some special ceremonies that are happening in the area for the equinox. But the retreat itself is the 18th through the 20th, really an opportunity not to be missed. And I'm offering one lucky listener a discounted ticket. On this weekend that I've, I've just been loving into being actually for several years now as COVID and you know everything, but when we conceived of building this place, our home down here it's really what we envisioned, you know, bringing people down here for retreats, for trainings, because we felt and we knew that this space was special. And as people keep coming down and we keep getting the feedback, how magical it is, we want to share it in a really intentional way. You know, be working with the four elements, earth, air, fire, water, the metaphors of the season will set sight on a new vision for our mothering journey and creating a deeper connection to self and mother nature. So to win a discounted ticket, rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, screenshot it and DM it to me on Instagram at Dr. Gertrude Lyons. And remember, the most important thing to mother is yourself. Give yourself permission to take a retreat this year. Besides, who said mothers can't go on a spring break? I'll see you there. Hello, and welcome to Rewrite the Mother Code. I'm Dr. Gertrude Lyons, a professional life coach, exploring, demystifying, and democratizing the maternal power that lives in all women. The experience of mothering may not necessarily mean what you think it means. I believe that mothering is a vehicle for transformation, whether or not we have children. And together, we can start a new conversation around modern motherhood. On this show, we will redefine what it means to mother and untap the powerful feminine within you. Are you ready to rewrite the mother code? This is a Soul Fire production. You are listening to the Rewrite the Mother Code podcast, episode number two. Welcome listeners. I'm so happy to have you tune into the show. And in the second episode, I'll be picking up from episode number one, where we took more of a like 10,000 foot view on what is Rewrite the Mother Code and how our current mother code is broken. So I'd love it if you take a listen to that one if you haven't already. But either way, there are a few concepts I will underline to get us kind of back in that space and, and thinking from this framework. From there, we'll drop in closer, we'll lower our elevation and explore more about how we can rewrite the mother code, what it entails and what can happen when we do. So are you ready? All right, here we go. So concepts to keep in the forefront of our minds. Number one, mothering is a vehicle for transformation if we let it be. Number two, this conversation around mothering is open to all women because all women mother. We all conceive, create, and give birth and raise children, yes, and ideas, dreams, careers, relationships. And then the most important person we need to mother is ourselves. And there are three areas we need to address 
as far as our broken mother code, our childhood, our culture, and our cosmic definition of what is mothering. All of these contain wiring that lives in our unconscious, and it's our job to bring it to consciousness so we can reclaim the power and have way more choice in our decisions and actions surrounding motherhood. And then from there, ultimately, we can then be more present. And it's in those present moments that we really get the richness, the treasure, the goodies of of what we're applying our mothering to. So how do we do this? Okay. First of all, isn't it good to know that we can, that we aren't stuck with this broken mother code, that there are things that we can do. And I think that's awesome. But it is really important that we awaken to the fact that we are all unconscious. And even, even if you're working on it, there's will always be aspects that we're unconscious to. But particularly in the area of mothering, most of us are unconscious to the level of impact our mothers, our main caregivers have had on us. And this isn't the the make wrong of mother time. It's just getting the fact that, you know, we're wired um, in this relationship. And this happens in the first two years of our life, all of our primary wiring about how we think about ourselves, how we think the world thinks about us. Is the world a safe place? Is the world a, or is the world a place that isn't safe? Is it safe for me to explore and be out in the world or not? All of that's wired in us in the, in our first two years. And then we spend the rest of our upbringing reinforcing that. And it isn't until we're adults that we really have then the choice to take on our own transformation. And that's what we're talking about here. So we're wired from our experiences growing up. And then from there, we usually parent and make choices around mothering in one of two ways. First, we either we may either be blindly doing what we experienced or on the flip side, we're reactionary, meaning I'm going to not be mom. I'm like, I, I didn't like it. I'm not saying this is true for me, but say it's true for you that, you know, my parents were really super strict. So I'm going to not be that and be much more um, freewheeling with, with my kids. That's not really a choice. It's just a reaction. And then the other way that we do this is we just go along with how it had been in ours, in our childhood. And you know, I kind of say like, well, what's wrong with that? If, if, you know, if there were positive, good things, well, we still want to address those because it's still more powerful for us to consciously choose them. So, and then I want, just want to underline that these beliefs are wired in throughout our upbringing. Um, so the more we can look at and dive into what are those, identify them, we're then going to have um, more access to empower when we encounter them. Uh, in our lives. And in the mothering realm, that's around making the choices that surround mothering. For me, this, you know, this, this exploration, looking at it, if I share a little bit of my story, um, this really came to light for me after, you know, being on my growth path for a number of years. And when it came time for uh, my husband and I to, we were married six years before we decided we wanted to take on uh, conceiving and starting a family. Okay, great. We make that choice, that decision. And 
then everything's just supposed to fall into place, right? You, you, you decide you're going to start having kids, you, you know, you get pregnant and you have a baby. Well, it's uh, not always that easy. And for me, some of this wiring showed up when just in that, in that first part about looking at, you know, the fact that my body was not responding to this desire. And this is even pre preconception. Um, when I was, you know, when we first decided we wanted to start to have kids, um, that meant, you know, going off birth control and starting to try and conceive. But for me, when I went off birth control, I didn't start getting my period. So this was obviously a concern. So I was already in a, on a growth path and I looked at it from a very holistic perspective. I went to, um, you know, alternative medicine doctors and, um, had a very negative experience with my Western medicine doctor who was considered one of the top rated doctors, um, OBGYNs at Northwestern, um, was super disappointing because it was, it was so directed at like, you know, what's wrong and let's just, you know, this is after a few months of not getting my period. Well, we'll, you know, we'll put you on a medication and then if that doesn't work and in a few months, uh, well, I'll send you to a fertility specialist. I was like, whoa, you know, there's got to be more ways to to go about this before we jump to that. And, you know, I'm not saying I wouldn't at some point, but there's, there's got to be more to it than that. So I, I really then took it on from what we're talking about here, from this exploration of like, what's going on in, uh, with me in my unconscious. So in addition to doing some, you know, more Eastern medicine, you know, acupuncture and um, a number of things, in my coaching and growth work, I was doing uh, body work and really doing breath work and body work to help bring to the surface what might else be going on in this process. After doing some of this work, it just doesn't happen overnight, but after doing this, I had one particular session where it was one of those very big uh, revelating sessions where I realized that I was really deeply afraid and I was very afraid of what it meant to become a mother. And I was also really afraid that I would just automatically be a mother like my mother had been. Now, don't get me wrong, tons of positives about how my mother was, but also, you know, in my unconscious was, were the negative aspects and without bringing those to light it was having this impact on me in my unconscious. And once I released that, once I explored that and really looked at it and owned it and claimed it for myself, everything shifted in my body. And that's this has happened over and over again, so it's not a coincidence and actually tons of research showing these connections, right, in our mind-body. Hi, I'm so excited to share with you my 2024 Spring Equinox Self-Mothering Retreat that's happening this March, 2024. And I would love for you not only to consider it, but to attend. But in considering it, hey, just knowing that you would be leaving cold weather, if that's the space that you're in, and coming down to just magnificently beautiful, warm, nourishing place of Zihuatanejo, Mexico, Zihuatanejo, meaning land of the goddess women, and coming to really take time for yourself, okay? And that I am learning more and more 
isn't just a nice thing to do or something extravagant or something selfish. It's essential. And I really want you to take it seriously to consider, you know, just think about what would it take for me to go? It's a five and a half day retreat, getting from where you are, getting there, landing there, and then being in a space that is all about you. It's all about nourishing you. It's all about tuning into you, using everything around us, the nature, the food, the beautiful people, the rituals, ceremonies. I bring it, you know, we really bring it. And we go deeper and deeper as the days go on and we release, we let go, we bring in what is nourishing, what is empowering, what is that space of just really divine feminine energy. And we do it in the community of women. It's not for everyone. I will be honest, you know, if the idea of leaving and not making it work or it's just too hard, not for you. If the idea of, you know, spending that amount of time inwardly focused and going to that level of self-awareness doesn't sound like something you're willing to do or put the time and energy into, then it's not for you. And it's good to know that, right? So this is for people who are serious about what it means to mother themselves, what it means to take time for ourselves and that gift and what that gift can bring to us. It was originally right after my fall retreat, it filled right up, but now some people, it turns out, are not able to come. So I do have a handful of openings. And if you're listening to this and you're willing to take that step, please reach out to me. We can do a discovery call or you can put a deposit down. I would love that. And you can do that by going to my website, www.drgertrudelyons.com. Go to events and there you go. It'll all be there. There's a beautiful page there for you to explore. I look forward to hearing from you and then seeing you on my spring retreat. So this is what it can look like when we go, you know, and really explore this from the perspective of our, of our childhood patterns and the wiring that went on. Um, and similarly, when we look at it from a cultural perspective, you know, culturally, it's like, I, I, of course, you know, if I'm going to, I'm going to get married, I'm going to have a child. Um, but what is our culture telling us about that? You know, this is this. To me, um, I'm hearing messages like, well, I'm not a woman if I don't have a baby. And my husband and I won't be a family if we don't have a baby or have a child. And that came up super profoundly for me uh, when after we started trying to conceive and that wasn't happening right away. And I had a very big, um, deep experience with that on one of our pilgrimages. And in that one in particular, I had a profound experience in a meditation of really feeling like, you know, if it was an inner voice, it was a very profound inner voice or God speaking to me is what it really felt like that no matter whether my husband and I had a child or not, we were a family. And that redefined everything for me. I sobbed at the realization of this to really let that pierce my heart and feel it. And once I shifted that perspective in my mind, we conceived within a month. So these, you know, this is how the rewriting happens, right? We 
are on a path, we have what we think we, you know, the direction we think we are. And then when it's not working, we need to go below the surface, like to really look at the the facile answers really aren't going to take us. Now, I'm not saying every time that unlocks, you know, the result I wanted happens, um, but we're going to be way more enlightened along the way, either way. And then the that helped, you know, me and led us to redefining um, also that, you know, the expanded version vision of a family, but also the expanded vision of, of a woman and having a child or not does not make, you know, a woman, a woman. So really explored these. And, and I revisited as, as I was thinking about doing the second episode, it gave me the opportunity to revisit and look at the study that I did when I got my doctorate and completed my doctorate in 2017. The study I did was a curriculum evaluation study. And in it, you know, everything that I just talked about was what what we, I wanted to bring to light, but I was doing it as a study over a 12-hour seminar where I really wanted to see if I could raise a woman's awareness that if I shared these things like I'm sharing with you, you know, with with women and really, you know, obviously dig into them a lot deeper and expand on them, could I raise a woman's awareness to the three concepts that I said at the beginning and particularly the transformational opportunity for her in mothering? And could we start breaking some of these myths, some of the myths that I just talked about and dig into them and explore them? And I discovered and named 14 myths that I felt like really restrict a woman in her mothering choices and her mothering experience. We looked at our emotions and what does it mean and what's okay and not okay as a woman um and then and then as a mother in our emotional realm and particularly our pain and all of the misconceptions we have about pain and should we avoid pain is is pain you know something that is a good thing to have as women or something that we should try and avoid and what what's the myth around that so over this 12 hours you know we explored these and and it's what we're going to be exploring in this podcast even more but something i wanted to share in this initial one that was really exciting for me to go back and look at were the qualitative results that that went on for the women in the seminar so prior to starting it i had them just free form um answer a question and this question was tell me about tell me about mothering, tell me about motherhood and left it at that. And I had him do that before we did the seminar. And then at the end of the seminar, I also did some quantitative um, tools and assessments as well. And what was so rewarding was the, the differences that I saw in, in these 12 hours. And even the quantitative results, my research assistant said there's no way with a sample of 13, because I had 13 women at the seminar, that you know a sample of 13 is not going to show statistically significant results. But the shift was so significant for the women that it did show statistically significant results. And I was really moved when I wrote up the uh, the qualitative results, because after reading what the women wrote in their pre-seminar essay, what came to the surface were three themes. First one is that motherhood is a role. So many of the women, eight of the 13 women, really kind of viewed mothering as a role, like 
of the function of it, right? We, you, you have a baby, you take care of children and, uh, you know, really kind of from that framework, a caretaker, a teacher, a coach, um, things like that. The second one was that, uh, motherhood is hard. You know, motherhood is challenging. It's difficult. Um, again, 18 of the 13 women mentioned, uh, that it's a struggle, things like that. It's a hard job and it's hard if a woman wants a career as well. It's scary. Some things like that. And then another theme that emerged was, you know, wanting to be a mother of the 13 women, six expressed their desire to become mothers. The others were still in the question, um, but that many of them said it's something they've aspired to for as long as they could remember. I've always known I wanted to be a mother ever since I was a little girl. Um, and I want so much to be a mother. And now we have this 12 hours, we get to explore, we get to uncover, you know, and, and kind of bust open some of these beliefs, some of the longstanding cultural and, and even childhood beliefs. And what, what does that mean? I have to say that I felt like the results were pretty astonishing. Um, I mean, I was hoping, you know, that they would get something out of it and would move in some direction, but they really got the idea and started, you know, taking it to heart for themselves. Some similarities, but mostly completely different answers. But what I really noticed was the shift in tone. So it didn't mean that, you know, some answers may be in the same realm, but the first ones, it was, there was like an anxiety, kind of an anxiousness to how they responded. Um, whereas after the seminar, they, they broadened their responses. There was kind of a, like a release of that anxiety and it was like felt in what they wrote. So now the themes that emerged were very different. Um, the first one was choice and it, you know, really struck me how many of them use that word in their responses. And some of a couple of things they said were one of the women said, motherhood is a choice women have to care, love, and be with oneself and others. Another said, motherhood is the conscious choice for me to play and be a mom every day in my life. Another one. I feel more equipped with my emotions and awareness to actually choose my motherhood experiences rather than being a victim to them. I can choose, and that is a revelation. The second theme uh, that these women, many of these women got to was an expanded view of mothering. So this expanded view is similar to the choice, but directly related to the shift in the perspective of how they spoke about motherhood and the, instead of this function and a role and this more limited, um, they said different things about it. One woman said, uh, motherhood doesn't require children. Where I create, I mother. Where I care, I mother. Where I set standards and hold them, I mother. Another woman said, if we don't choose to give birth to a child, then motherhood is the path of acting on our instincts to nurture projects, other people, and ourselves. It is a role of a human that is very needed. And then and the next theme that emerged was, I put these together, but because I, I think they go together, which are presence and pain. 
in the pre-essays, if you remember motherhood, women made statements about mothering being hard, stressful, and painful. Um, they conveyed, you know, the pain inherent motherhood, but, but it was something to bear and get through. In the post-essays, they refer to the pain in a very different way. Uh, one woman makes this discovery when she says, having a child can be a way for me to be more present to myself and my own pain, fear, and vulnerability. Another woman says, the capacity of being a mother is correlated with one's ability to be present to oneself. Being in touch with pain is a big part of motherhood. The capacity for pain is directly related to my capacity for love and aliveness. And then lastly, the last theme that stood out from these women was the opportunity for growth. So there were a couple women that mentioned this in the pre-seminar essay, but most, um, it, it just didn't show up and the, the concept really grew. And now, and this time, nine of the 13 women saw the opportunity for their own growth in the motherhood, in their motherhood. One woman stated it this way, motherhood is a journey. Motherhood is an opportunity. I want to be a mother who allows pain, who embraces all of my feelings and those of my children. Motherhood is messy and not about doing it right. I'm excited about the opportunity to reparent myself and discover my own potential in motherhood. Whether it's a f real physical baby I birth or not, I get now the belief and empowerment in myself as part of the process. And that can happen at this point now. I don't have to wait to express my emotions, feelings, and therefore emerge myself. So I hope you are getting a sense. I, I really want, it was exciting for me to revisit this and remember, you know, the impact that exploring and digging deep, you know, and these, this happened for the shift in perspective, but then to actually live it you know, it's, it's a journey. This doesn't happen in a seminar. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, but the raising of our awareness is the biggest first start. And that's what I really hope for us to continue to do in these podcast episodes is to raise our awareness, to expand our thinking, become critical thinkers when it comes to mothering. I, I said this in my first episode, I'll probably say it many, many times because our, we all need to really take on I believe, take this on um, for ourselves, but also for the planet. Um, I really think it's women, this concept of, of us as mothers is something that could really shift the balance and really head us in the direction of really honoring uh, feminine values and bringing us more in balance with the masculine and feminine. So I think that's where I'll leave us in uh, episode number two. And as we go on, we're going to be, as I said, we're going to be hearing from uh, more people or I'm going to be exploring it um, through discussions and interviews and even coaching with other women. And we will keep this journey uh, alive and growing and creating it together. So until next time, thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you love this episode, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that you can stay on the journey and continue to hear more about rewriting your mother code.